This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Down a rabbit hole, the podcast which hopes to excite your interest in something or other that we happen to be talking about each fortnight and then send you hurtling down into the rabbit hole, which is the internet and books at the library and also the music that we play. So you might have noticed we've been away for a couple of broadcasts, though I believe Plains FM did have repeats. But we are now back, having had a bit of a rest and uh, I'm not alone. I'm actually here with Lou as well. So hello, Lou. How hello. Are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank right. you. So, yes, we are back, but change is afoot. Because while the show that we're doing today is going to be much like uh, other occasions, um, with us talking about certain subjects and, and then having a bit of music, but uh, we'll only be doing that once every four weeks and alternating with that is a new show, which is going to be a sort of musical rabbit hole. And the first one of those will be broadcast uh, probably in two weeks time. Um, it's not just music. There's more to it than that. But if you want to find out what that more is, you'll just have to tune in. So today, Lou, we've got something of a slightly challenging subject. It's perhaps not as obvious as we might think at first. Our subject is... Meritocracy. Yes, it is. But it is a little bit challenging. So, first of all, what is it? I think you had a definition. Have you still got it handy? I maybe do. This is coming off um, the internet, which we know is is uh, such an invaluable source of accurate information. <laughs> you need it- glasses. You can see this easily. <laughs> You're just as bad. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, I've got glasses. They're just round my neck instead of on my eyes. <laughs> they don't work round my neck. <laughs> Meritocracy is a political system in which economic goods and or political power are vested in individual people on the basis of talent, effort and achievement rather than wealth or social class. Advancement in such a system is based on performance as measured through examination or demonstration achievement, such as taking exams. Thanks for that. So so this sounds really exciting, I'm sure. Actually, I'm guessing that you think, God, that's a bit dry, isn't it? But stay with us because it's actually interesting. And there's a lot of books around that have recently been published on this very subject about whether or not uh, meritocracy is good or bad. So let's just a little bit of history. Meritocracy has, has kind of always been with us because we obviously we need the best people in the best jobs. Mm. But mm. for a long period, certainly in Western sort of countries, Actually, the people with the most power, they were basically there because of wealth, because of property acquisitions and so on. That they had inherited. But they had inherited, exactly. And that's a very important point, yes, that they had inherited. 
uh, not necessarily on worth. No. But this has changed in, you know, the last 50, 70 years or, or more, perhaps. The first time that the actual term meritocracy was used was by the English politician Michael Young back in the 50s. And he wrote a book, and that's where it first appeared. And it was about how society was changing and we were sort of started to move away from that position of power being held by those who'd inherited to having a society where power, position, status, wealth uh, shifted away from that group of people towards a meritocracy that was centred on one aspect of the human condition, i.e. how clever you are. And uh, Michael Young was, in, in this sense at least, was quite a visionary because he saw this coming and wrote about it, but not in favourable terms. No. Uh, that's what we're going to spend uh, the bulk of our time talking about today. But let's first, um, while you take all that on board, let's have a piece of music. I suppose we're kind of trying to make sense of how our modern society works and find rhyme and reason as to what's behind and uh, various ways in which we live and what we could do differently in the future. And this is a song that's kind of a bit about that. This is the Australian band, The Cat Empire, with their song Rhyme and Reason. Thank you. 
ourselves what is this nation this place they say is no man's land when terra nullius is written in the sand so what with all these spaces can't we be independent when combine the races well we will see what we can do like time and season will rhyme and then more reason I mean, the, the current day meritocracy, like in the Western world, is based around this one uh, attribute that is admired above all else, and that is cleverness, cognitive ability. Uh, and the, but the problem is that you can manipulate that. So maybe in the first generation or so, you really do end up with the best and the brightest in charge of, you know, academia, science, so on and so forth. It was particularly successful successful in that way in Singapore. Uh, plenty of places to um, available. Uh, they desperately needed, as they uh, transformed their whole society from basically third world to first world, so they needed all these well-educated people. But after a bit, what happens is those well-educated people who are getting better paid, they actually make sure that their children are getting a fabulous education. And basically, once again, we're back to an inherited wealth. In the United States, over half of Ivy League graduates from university come from the top 1% of income earners in the United States. Yeah. 
so to an extent, you're still getting the clever people because they've got the best education. It's deteriorating because there's other reasons why, you know, you may not be as bright as your parents. You're putting a lot of money into educating somebody who hasn't really got the natural born. Yeah. And, and I mean, maybe others. If do. you want an example, I'm thinking here, Trump. I mean, he's never struck me as being very clever. And uh, I understand I've, I've read somewhere. So I hope this is correct that his father donated quite a large amount of money to the university that Trump went to about 18 months before he went there. And, you know, <laughs> there might be some connection. That does happen in the oh, world. yes, it certainly does. So that's one part of it. But the other part of it is the negative part. One I part think. that I'm particularly interested in is the mental, um, psychological side of... Exactly what I'm talking about. And that's what a, a number of the different commentators on this subject at the moment, and I will give a list on the Facebook page of you know various books or um, information available on the internet. Uh, so you can uh, go into this a bit more deeply if you wish to. But yeah, when you talk about at least half the population, and often way more than that, who don't go to university who um, don't get good pay, their position has got way worse. And meritocracy lays the blame at their feet. Yes. So not only has their position got worse, say, let's just take money. So in many um, countries, Western countries, the poor actually have been tending to shrink in size. But the extremely wealthy, this is the super, super rich, have just bounded ahead to an enormous level. But the, what has also happened is that the people of uh, the working class, the middle class, have stalled. Some of them have gone backwards, but they've certainly stalled in terms of lifting their standard of living. You were saying now, also the children's standard of living. Yes, and that they feel not only have they stalled, but they, their children possibly are not going to be better off than them and might actually go backwards. So there was a time where generationally, like the baby boomers, most baby boomers have done better financially than their parents. But these days, the new generation coming through, we all kind of know that they are going to struggle to do that. Now, you could say, well, hang on, that's, I remember way back when we didn't have a very good standard of living in some ways. So if you take something um, like a motor car, so say 20, 30 years ago, a um, motor car was fairly basic. Yes. Um, but these days, for the same cost, probably... Yeah, yeah, two grand. Yep. I bought my first car and I bought my my last car. Okay, both two grand. So if you think about, that's great actually. So if you think about your two cars, the first one that you bought was roughly how, how long ago? Was it 20 I, years? Or I bought it in the early 90s. Okay, so what was it like? It was 25 years old and full of rust and unreliable yep. and um, very much on its last legs. And comfortable? Not really. No, no, no. The heater didn't work, let alone not having air conditioning. Okay, open the window. <laughs> um, so, and, and now, what can you get for, uh, for 2000 
Oh, very reliable, uh, air conditioning, comfy seats. Yes, um, it's it's uh, incredible. And, and way more safety features and oh. probably takes less gas to yes. get the same number of miles and things like that. Really linked to technology. But in terms of our... Security? Uh, uh, the money, the, the what we've got behind us, whether we can afford... A house. A house. The house is a big one. Whether we've got decent food. Yes. Yeah. And you yeah. see different health results because of it. This is another part of meritocracy. Absolutely. That, that's bad. So this, this is kind of... Um, maybe we're not talking about... I don't know. But maybe we're not talking about this quite so much in New Zealand because perhaps it's not quite as extreme well, as I, other places? I think that in New Zealand, the idea behind meritocracy, where if you work hard, then you will succeed, is very, very detrimental. Um, we have one of the highest suicide rates in the world, and I have been racking my brain to why this is. And I think meritocracy has a part to play in it. Yeah. New Zealand's self-worth is attached to um, what we produce and how much we own. Yes, because the, the underlying notion here is that you get what you deserve. Yes. So if you're rich and comfortable and clever and got a good job and guaranteed for life, blah, 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 that's because you've worked for it and you're clever, so you deserve it. But the trouble is implicit in that is this understanding that if you... <laughs> have, have nothing. Have no degree. You um, have got a lowly job. You're subject to um, things happening. So suddenly you haven't got a job. Um, you know, the economics or... COVID. Mate, COVID, certainly. <laughs> and uh, climate, you know, the, yeah? the weather conditions and stuff like that. So that you, you, you're vulnerable. Well, it must be your own fault. Because, you and know, it, this, that implicit in that is, it, yes, it's, it's your own fault. So look after the, yourself. This is the downfall. And, and, and I think that we may need to move away from meritocracy as a grade of yes. society of whether you're winning or losing and put some other measures in there. You know, do you have your health and do you have a loving family? You know, these things that actually are success in life that mean the most Yes. if we move Certainly, away from meritocracy. Um, some of the, well, all, I think, of these commentators have pointed out that there is a psychological outcome from assuming that when people don't have the best job or need a helping hand now and again or have this problem or Ugh. that problem that they are to blame yes. and therefore shouldn't get assistance and uh, an understanding from everybody else. That, that actual notion is very, very detrimental. Some of these commentators, quite a few of them, are pointing towards uh, an outcome such as the election of Trump and the voting uh, to leave... Um, the EU from Great Britain, and also popularist ideas that um, have sprung up in more recent times, that it's actually 
that there is this large proportion of society who feels they can never achieve much, they're being blamed for it, and and all this has a, a, a the psychological part of this has other repercussions. So the question now is, Lou, if indeed we do think meritocracy is suspect, has difficulties, what can we do about it? What's your answer, Lou? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs) What can we do about it? We can appreciate that our station in life is not purely up to us. I think that Miss Lady Luck has a huge role in our success in life. So what is it that we value in life? And our current meritocracy values just this one aspect of human potential, which is all to do with cognitive ability, how clever you are. And it doesn't value, well, it doesn't really, anything else. So, and yet, there's a lot to value. And boy, did this ever show up during the lockdowns. Not just here, but in, you know, around the world, it really showed. So one example of this is that suddenly we realised we've always kind of admired nurses, you know, that they're, uh, they're often on um, lists of the most trusted professions around. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's fine. But though we don't actually necessarily give them loads and loads of money, and we certainly don't when the nurses are looking after, say, the elderly, they get terrible wages. But there's other things like uh, people making deliveries, people keeping the mechanics of our society going, like the sewerage or emptying the uh, garbage and so on. But also the people doing the, at the checkout uh, in the supermarket and so on and so forth. Suddenly, we realised that they were actually very important, but we don't rate them. No, we don't. Until we get a catastrophe like this. So meritocracy doesn't really recognize well, doesn't recognize those people and we need to reevaluate this mm. uh, because it's that idea is causing great harm so we really need to look at this more dialogue i like that i think that's where we all should start i think okay to reevaluate our well that seems values. like quite a good place actually to end um but Let's have another piece of music first before we come back and say goodbye. Um, Just in case you're in any doubt about the role of luck in our lives, just think you didn't choose the colour of your skin. This is a song by Michael Kiwanuka and it's called Black Man in a White World. I've been low, I've been high, I've been so all my lives I've got nothing left to play I've got nothing left to say I'm a black man in a white world I'm a black man in a white world I'm a black man in a white world I'm a black man in a white I'm in love but I'm still sad I found peace but I'm not glad all my nights and all my days, I've been trying wrong way. I'm a black man in a white world. I'm a black man in a white world. 
I'm a black man in a white world. I'm a black man in a white world. I feel like I've been here before. I feel that knocking on my door. I feel like I've been here before. I feel that knocking on my door. And I've lost it. So we hope that you've enjoyed the show today and we've given you a bit of food for thought. As I always say, there's more information on the Facebook page so you can go down into that rabbit hole of a meritocracy. And so it's time to say goodbye, Lou. And I won't actually see you again for four weeks. Okay. Um, but I will be back next time with our brand new uh, show, uh, a musical rabbit hole. And I hope you tune in and find out what that's all about because it's a little bit different um can you say goodbye bye goodbye and thank you so much for listening bye bye, bye. bye.